This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. What's up, Knicks fans? It is a hard Knicks life. We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. Find the best seats and tickets at the best prices for all your favorite sporting events, concerts, and shows. Whew. With SeatGeek. Are you Okay. These are just long sentences, Barry. <laughs> Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE, all caps, for $20 off your first purchase. It is a Hard Nick's Life. This is episode 49. In the early 90s, I and many others fell in love with a team that embodied everything our city stood for. The toughness, the heart, the fight. But we've fallen on hard times, and we went from throwing the punches to taking them. The New York Knicks are irrelevant to basketball. Hey, Ernest, <laughs> why are we showing the Knicks? Yes. <laughs> Yet through it all, my commitment hasn't wavered. I watch every game, hoping that one day, just maybe, that team that didn't back down from anybody, that team that shook the garden every time it played, that team that I fell in love with, returns. But until that day, it's a hard Knicks life. Hello, Barry and Knicks fans. What's up, Craig? Dude, it's a crazy night so far. First night of, well, I guess free agency started at midnight last night. Yeah, so the end of the first full day. Right. End of the first full day, but it's getting a little crazy here on Sunday night. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, Barry. I know you've been waiting for me to call you for like an hour. No, that's all right. I was all ready to call you, and then the LeBron to the Lakers thing happened. And then I thought I was ready again, and then Hazonia signed with the Knicks. How long have you been sitting in your bathroom, Barry? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I've i been following everything that's been going on also. It's you know, day one, but it's going to be a crazy week. And, you know, obviously a lot of stuff already happening. And, you know, when it involves the Knicks, no matter what it is, who it is, that's important. And when it involves the greatest player of, you know, of our... Uh, All right, Barry, don't go into player. one of your long-winded rants just yet. Okay? On today's show, we're going to be talking about the start of free agency. We'll talk about everything that happened here on Sunday night. We'll look at potential starting lineups for the Knicks. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, our favorite guy, Ennis Kander, opting in, finally. We've got some exclusive comments from the player the Knicks signed out of Arizona, undrafted Alonzo Trier. Barry, he actually listened to episode 48 and heard Christian's comments about him. Right. Uh, he wasn't too happy. <laughs> but he was actually really cool. So I'm going to read you what he wrote to me. We're going to listen to a little bit of this Steve Mills on the Stephen A. Smith radio show. And uh, the Summer League rosters were announced. Summer League is just six days away. Ready to get this shit started, Barry? Yeah, let's get it on. Sing it for me, Barry. No. No. Okay. You wanted me to break out in some Marvin Gaye or some shit. Oh! 
let's let's get it on. Let's get it on. You sure you don't want to sing? <laughs> yep. Listen, if I want to start singing, I'll start singing. How's that? So really, how long have you been in the bathroom waiting? Um, I don't know, 25 minutes maybe. <laughs> oh my God. Well, All right. you know, you give me a time that you're going to, you know, that we're going to kick this thing off I, and I got to be ready. You know, I got to get all my laptops where they need to be positioned and, you know, the whole thing. Ah, damn it. What happened? I dropped my phone in the toilet. Oh, oh, it's so cold and it's under everything. Oh. I feel like I'm rooting around a pitcher of sangria. Uh, where is it? Oh, my God, why haven't I found it yet? Oh, no, I didn't roll my sleeve up far enough. Oh, why didn't I flush when I got in here? Oh, this isn't even all mine. All right, so the good news tonight, not just that the Knicks signed Hazonia, but let's start off with LeBron is out of the East. Yeah, I mean, I was, to be honest, I was hoping he was going to stay in Cleveland. And why is that? Because I'm sick of these players, no matter who they are, just, you know, pick them where they want to go, you know, call on their buddies, oh, let's go here, you know, changing the landscape of the NBA. I like to see consistency, and I would have liked to see LeBron have the bulk of his career in Cleveland, you know, and stay there the rest of his career. Well, listen, what's the difference between LeBron calling his buddies to join him in Cleveland or going to L.A. and calling his buddies to join him in L.A.? I mean, by the end of the week— the Lakers are going to have Kawhi and LeBron. And you just told me since I've been spending time preparing for this show for the past 40 minutes that they also signed Stevenson. Yeah, that's right. Who I thought that Stevenson and LeBron fucking hated each other. It seemed like that during the playoffs, didn't it? So now it's potentially Stevenson, LeBron, and Kawhi could all be on the same team. Can you imagine the defense they're going to be playing? Who's going to want to play them? <laughs> you know what I would do if I was the Spurs? I'd hire somebody to sneak into Kawhi Leonard's house when he's sleeping and subliminally say over his head, you like San Antonio. You love playing for Popovich. You have no ill feelings towards your teammates. You can get through one more season with San Antonio. Well, that's the dumbest fucking idea ever, Barry. You think that would work? Yeah, yeah, I think that's absolutely feasible. That's why I sent it, you know. Highly likely. So LeBron went to Lakers, social media is going nuts. And then all of a sudden we get a tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski. Is that how you say it, Barry? <laughs> sure. I, I call him Woj. Oh, yeah. A Woj bomb that uh, Mario Hazonia is going to Portland. Yeah, right. In fact, I think I texted you as soon as I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't know how many people saw that, but a lot of Knicks fans were like, oh. It was the one guy, and we knew the Knicks couldn't do anything this free agency, but for whatever reason, the one guy they really liked was Mario Hazonia, and we didn't get him. No, no, we did get him. Then Woj corrected himself and said he signed with New York. Even Woj is, was in shock that anyone signed with New York. <laughs> it's a hard Knicks life, Barry. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> anyway, he was the fifth pick in the same draft KP was in. So now we have KP and Moutier from that same draft. Hazonia was like super hyped up coming out of Barcelona that year. You know, it's funny. That that year, most Knicks fans didn't want KP, as crazy as, as that seems right now. A lot of them wanted Moutier and Hazonia. Well, now you got all three. I think people were calling him like the Croatian Kobe Bryant back then. 
Yeah, well, he made a statement that he believed he could beat Kobe Bryant one-on-one. He was, like, really high on himself. Just to sort of come back to earth, hasn't really worked out that way. Right. Well, I mean, he didn't get a lot of minutes with Orlando his first year there. He averaged, like, 14.8 minutes a game. There was a bunch of games he didn't even see one minute. He got a few more minutes last year and, and picked up his game the second half of the season. But, he, I mean, to his credit, he, he is really athletic. Um, he can hit the three. He could hit Sometimes. from real deep. Sometimes. There was one game he had eight three-pointers, you know, in one game. Six foot eight, small forward shooting guard, probably. Just 23 from Croatia. Explosive athlete. I think he was supposed to be a better three-point shooter than he's shown. He's basically like a 33% three-point shooter. Right, right. But, I mean, to his credit, usually once he gets some more minutes under his belt and he gets some playing time, he's, you know, he's one of those streaky shooters, but, but he can definitely right. hit the three. Because you look at his numbers and they're not great. points a game last year, just 22 minutes a game. But we all know, well, we don't all know. (laughs) We're all hoping that the potential is there. He hasn't reached it yet. Kind of like Moutier. Sort of taking a flyer on a lot of uh, players that need development. So we're banking a lot on Fisdale and his coaching staff, Barry. Yeah, and and, I mean, to to credit the Knicks, I mean, Portland, Sacramento, Memphis, those are all of the teams that were going after Mario, and, and, and he went with the Knicks. You know, he saw Fizdale there, and it's a testament to this uh, front office that they got him to come here. I mean, he's not like this amazing player, but he's definitely fills a need that we have. We wanted to fill this team with some more wings, and now you have, you have a good one in, uh, in Hazonia. Yeah, somebody said he was drawn to Fizdale. Was that, was that Woj or was that Ian Begley? Because I can't fuck this up, Barry. No, you better credit the, uh, the right one here. Oh, it was which one was it? I have to look that up now. Oh, Jesus! See what <laughs> you want to get into this right now. You want to you want to state like an apology or something to Ian? I'm not apologizing to anyone. Okay. It's not like I plagiarized Ian Begley on Twitter. I just repeated something that Trey Burke said out loud to him. Which I don't know. Is that so wrong? I don't know. Are you part of the the media? I'm not a journalist. Are you? You didn't take a journalistic oath when you created this Twitter account? We're two idiot Knicks fans who just get on a couple mics once a week and talk. And I got Ian Begley calling me out on Twitter for not crediting him. He's big enough to not worry about that. Should he not just be happy that people are talking about the stuff that he's writing? Barry, should he? (laughs) I suppose. I suppose so. You're on Team Begley, Barry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you all the way. What are you talking about? Yeah, you are. It was Woj. So no credit for that tweet about Hazonia being to, drawn to Fisdale goes to Ian Begley. He's not deserving of any credit for that tweet, Barry. Okay. That's all Woj. So no credit to Begley. Did you see... Uh, Hazonia's tweet? Yeah, so Hazonia's tweet. Signed. Start spreading the news. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. Very excited to be joining the Knicks and play for Coach Fisdale. A dream come true. And he had that. It's an old photo of him in a Knicks hoodie. Right, And I think Frank Sinatra's agents actually sent him a tweet say, like for not crediting um, Frank Sinatra with that, with that quote. Right. That's a good point, Barry. Where does it end, Craig? Where does it end? He just used those lyrics, like, word for word. That's right. With no Where did, where did you hear those the... lyrics? Where did you hear those right. lyrics, Mario Hazonia? Yeah. Fucking Ian Begley. 
I know everyone loves Ian Begley, so it's a very hard subject to broach. Right. God forbid. <laughs> oh, let's move on, right? Sure. To happier times. Cantor opts in. <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. listen. The, uh, you need a starting center. We need someone to start at center, which is true. It would be a little dicey if we went in with just Mitchell Robinson and Joakim Noah. Right. So Cantor's, you know, we all know Cantor can play, at least offensively and rebounding. And we know he's not going to back down from anybody. That's right. So now that Cantor has opted in and we signed Hazonia, we have a, I mean, our roster is pretty much done. I think we're done with free agency, Barry. Yeah. Let's see. Let's just go down the roster and take a look. Is that cool, Barry? Sure. Let's do it. Hit it up. I mean, I think you've got too many players at this point, actually. Well, we're pretty set at one through three, I think. We got Frank, Trey, and Moutier at the point. Who's going to be starting? I don't know. I think it should be Trey. I mean, what? Did I just say that? Yeah, you did. Fuck, I did not mean to say that. It should be You Frank. meant to say Nilakina, right. <laughs> I'm being brainwashed by the, like, seven Trey fans out there. I think it should be Nilakina at the one. Barry, who do you think? Frank, Trey, or Moutier? I think it should be Frank. At the two, we got Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dotson. I'm going with Tim Hardaway Jr. Of course. Even though we all love Dotson. And then at the three, we got... I'm penciling in either Hazonia or Knox there. You got to go with Knox. He's your man right now. You didn't sign Hazonia and bring him over here to be, your, to be a starter. Hazonia would just have to blow everyone away in training camp. Then at the four... KP is down for, you know, at least a few months. So, Barry, that's the rough position with KP out. I've got Beasley in there. I mean, if Beasley's a Nick this coming season, well, we I'd can't start. we I don't know if he's going to be a Nick based on them just signing Hazonia. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. Okay, well, let's assume we don't have Beasley. All right, and with KP out, basically our options are Cornet or Troy Williams. Oof. What's your what's your call? For of course, there's always the possibility that we start Hazonia at the three and Knox at the four. I guess that's possible, right? But let's say you have to choose between Troy Williams and Luke Cornett starting power forward for the Knicks on opening night. I like Troy Williams. I I mean, I don't know if he's big enough. I mean, is he big enough for that for the four? I mean, is he going to be able to guard some of those bigger guys in this league? Uh, I think they're fucked at the four, Barry. <laughs> to start the season, no matter how who you put there, I mean Cornet's okay. Uh, he's probably the closest thing to like pretending Porzingis is out there, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, just like a really way goofier, way less athletic white dude who can hit the three. He disrupted some things defensively when he played last year, but whoever they put at the four is going to struggle, right? And then, you know, obviously at the five, we got Cantor, Noah, or Mitchell yeah. Robinson. So I think we all know it'll be Ennis there. That's right. But, you know, I'd like, I'd like, I mean, obviously we're going to see what happens. But yeah, hopefully Mitchell Robinson gets, uh, you know, a bunch of minutes. And we'll see. We haven't seen, we haven't seen this guy, you know. By Saturday, we're going to see this guy, finally. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, actually. We got Vegas Summer League starting on Saturday against Atlanta. Some notable guys in the Knicks uh, on the Knicks roster: Damian Dotson, Michael Gabinji. I don't know how to say his name. 
Played at Syracuse. I remember him being pretty good there. Jawan Howard's son, Jawan Howard Jr., Barry. Yeah, he's been playing over in Europe the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think he's played some summer league, too, for, for some Heat. other NBA teams. For the Heat. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Hicks, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox! Yeah, that's right. And then Luke Cornett, Frank Nilakina, Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, who we're going to get to in a minute, and uh, Troy Williams. Barry, that's like half of the Knicks roster is playing summer league. Hello, Barry. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, I DM'd Mario Hazonia, asking him if he want to come on the show tonight. You know what he said? Tell me. Nothing. Okay. But Alonzo Trierberry DM'd me like the day after we did episode 48 and we had Christian on to talk about him because Christian is living in Arizona, went to Arizona, has been there for the past like 20 years. And uh, we thought Christian gave us some great insight on Alonzo, right? Right. Barry, you even asked Christian what Alonzo's mom looks like. Right. Which and, was and, weird. And then we saw nec- and we saw the next day that she follows us on Twitter. It was crazy. The next day, Alonzo's mom just starts following us on Twitter. And that was so exciting. And I was scared because you asked about it. And then like 30 minutes later, Alonzo Trier is DMing me, and we're having this great conversation back and forth. Want to hear what he said? Sure. It's this whole big thing, Barry. It's cool you guys tried to give out some info and have people get to know me for people that didn't know me, but pretty much everything Christian said was inaccurate. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> as much as Christian tried to give info, he really didn't have the full details or actual facts. LOL. Laugh out loud. So not to bash him, but he just was wrong about pretty much everything and was going off perception or maybe what he had heard, but not actually what happened like my PED. And I didn't have a wrist injury. It was a hand injury. So he doesn't really know much for a guy who's supposed to be a big fan of Arizona basketball and lived in Arizona. And I don't know how to say this, but the letter's SMH. Like, hmm. You know how to Shaking say that? Shaking my head. Shaking That's my shaking my head? Yeah. I never fucking knew that. I just thought that was another way to be like, hmm. <laughs> Some so I apologized because I thought Christian was just giving us great accurate information. And maybe he was. Who knows? The whole PED thing is very, I'm sure it's a sensitive, touchy subject. And there's probably only one guy who knows what really happened. And it's Alonzo, right? Right. Uh, Christian being wrong about the hand injury, saying it was a wrist, and Alonzo said it was the hand. Is that a big deal? No, no, I don't think no. so. But it does, uh, you know, hurt Christian's credibility a little bit. Right, right. And we started talking about how it affects the shot, so, I mean, that's kind of uh, inaccurate, too, then. So whatever, I apologized, and then, dude, Alonzo was just really cool. I'm not going to read all these messages, but I asked him if he want to come on the show. He said maybe sometime before the season. And I told him I'd probably mention that he wrote this stuff, and I apologized again. And he wrote, no problems, all is good, my man. So, dude, I'm rooting for Alonzo now. Seems like a good dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, Barry, I think that's like our first exclusive comment from a player. So, uh, Ian Begley, if you want to use any of that, (laughs) you know who to credit. (laughs) Craig and Barry from It's a Hard Nick's Life. All right, Begley? (laughs) I want those all caps... Just like I've been crediting you lately. That's right. So, Barry, before we get into this uh, Steve Mills interview from the Stephen A. Smith radio show, 
since it's been such a crazy night here on Sunday night with free agency, I just want to just want to do a little live check in to see if we've missed anything since we've been talking. Have you been paying attention? Um, it's funny, yeah. As you were saying that, I was just checking on Twitter see if anything else blew up. You know our good boy Jesus Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, he's been talking about Courtney Lee. Yeah, he's saying said in, he's saying tonight he's saying Courtney Lee is telling those close to him he expects to be traded. Hasn't been told when or where, but he's under the impression he will not be a Nick by the start of the season. See, Barry, me and you know that. That's why we didn't even pencil him in going through that lineup. The Lakers picked up another. Who'd the Lakers pick up now? JaVale McGee. I like JaVale McGee. Always have. This past week, our president, Steve Mills, was on the Stephen A. Smith radio show, Barry. Had some interesting things to that he was talking about that Stephen A., our favorite, asked about. Barry, did you hear about how excited KP is for the season and for everything that's going on with Fizdale and the new culture around the Knicks? Yeah, yeah, and kind of stepping into that leadership role a little bit. Yeah, take a listen. KP's been really excited about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, we had our strength and conditioning guys go over to see him about two weeks ago. They were in Madrid for about four days. Mm-hmm. They told me about how excited, and KP was saying, when are you guys, when, are the, when is the front office coming to see me? And KP and I text all the time, and so I'm texting him videos mm-hmm. of, of the guys working out in the gym, and I texted him the night of the draft, and I told him how excited we were about Knox and Mitchell Robinson. And what made me excited Mm -hmm. was the day of the press conference, Kevin Knox walked over to me and said, hey, man, you know, KP did a FaceTime with me. Mm. And so I said, you know what, this kid is is really stepping into leading a little bit Mm -hmm. and connecting with his teammates. So so we're feeling good. Mills is sending KP (laughs) workout videos. What gets me there is Stephen A. Smith the whole time. He's going, "Mm." Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah, he was condescending the whole time. I mean, it seems like they have a little bit of history together, the two of them. But right. still, he's very condescending about this whole organization. <laughs> right. You can, I mean, they seem to have a good relationship, but it, you know deep down Stephen A. hates everything the Knicks are doing. Right. Then uh, Stephen A. questioned whether Kevin Knox has that fire in his belly, the competitive spirit. And uh, this is how Steve Mills responded. We examined it a lot with him. We talked a lot about it. And we said, what happened? What did Why he did you? He said, he said, listen, I needed to grow and understand what I needed to do to be good at Kentucky mm-hmm. and to lead that team. And Cal talked to us a lot about, you know, their season turned a little bit when he made a decision that he was running the offense through Shea and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And he told the other guys, listen, I'm going through these guys. And, and Kevin then started to understand that, I have to step up and be this, take this role, mm-hmm. we, and we we were straight with him. You got you, you. We're only going to draft you if we start to get the feeling you want to be great mm-hmm. and you want this bad. And we, after talking to him, the idea that he came in workouts don't matter that much, but it, what matters is he made a decision to come and work out with th- against six people, mm-hmm. five other guys, and compete. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys want to come in by themselves. What do you take away from that, Barry? Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that Mills has to defend this pick so much. I mean, he's a talented kid. And, I mean, for you to look at him and say he doesn't have the fire in his belly, I mean, come on. That's a little lame. Um, I mean, Stephen A. Smith went on to ask him, like, what makes you think he's, you know, going to be okay playing in New York? And I liked Mills' answer on that, which, you know, was comparing Kentucky and saying Kentucky is the closest thing to the pressure that comes with being in this market. You know, I think it makes a lot of sense. And then— Steve Mills in this, it almost feels like 
Stephen A. is interrogating Steve Mills. Any concerns at all to the happiness of Porzingis? There were times where, you know, he skipped an exit interview. Another time, obviously, he goes back to Lithuania. People are wondering, worried that if the New York Knicks ever get to a point where they alienate this guy, he might not be far off from asking to be moved up out of here because we see stars doing that a lot more often these days than ever before. Is that a concern for the New York Knicks as we speak? No. We've we've worked really hard in rebuilding mm. the relationship with, with KP. Mm-hmm. For for Scott and me, it's been with his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to make Giannis, who is his agent and his brother, make him feel like he was part of our group and mm-hmm. understand, let him understand what we're doing as a team, where we're taking this thing. We communicate with KP all the time, and we know he feels good about directionally where we're going. I think you can see that through some of his tweets and social media stuff. But And in our conversations with him, he, he's back on, on board with where we're going, and, and we feel really good about his future with us. I, I can't even pay attention to this, Barry. All I'm hearing is Stephen A. grunting. I know. I know. Ever since we pointed that out, that's all I'm hearing. So. <laughs> Do you have, the, um, you have the clip on uh, Mills with regard to the free agent market for 2019 and yeah. signing a superstar? All right. Got that right here. That's a there great one. It's a great relationship me and you have. We gel. We gel real nicely. Right, Stephen A? Mm. Our goal is to get our house in order, develop the, develop the foundation, and we are not going to be players this year. We are only If, if we sign guys, it's going to be for a one-year deal because we are going to have room for a max contract in the following year. How much, how much room we're talking about you expecting to have for next summer? We'll, we'll, we'll be able to make room for a max guy. For a max guy. Yes. A max contract, you fucking death, Stephen A. For a max guy, for a max guy, for a max guy. You clear on that, Barry? Yeah, I think I got it. Do you need to know what kind of max guy? Because Stephen A is going to ask, what kind of max guy? All right. And so when we talk about a max guy, you're talking about going after a superstar. Because the New York, the Philadelphia 76ers, for example, are unapologetic about the fact they're star searching. They got Joel Embiid. They have Ben Simmons. And Brett Brown has been on a record. We are star searching. Is that fair to say about the New York Knicks in 2019? We feel like we're going to put ourselves in a position where stars are going to want to come to us. That's what we think. That's what they think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got to like that. And then, of course, Stephen A's got to rip on Nilakina a little bit. So. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> Here we go with that. You brought up Neil Aquina. You know that's where I was going next. I know. I'm not a fan, Steve Mills. I'm just not, okay? Hey, listen, the kid is no scrub. But here's my thinking. You're a top 10 pick. I'm looking at you. I'm like, I need some offense, man. I mean, he made back page news. He's going 15 points in one game. I mean, come on. I'm like, he can defend. Got long arms. He's athletic. I get all of that. But I, I don't have the strongest level of belief in him. Clearly, you guys have some belief in him. Talk to me about him. We have a lot of belief in him. You know when you, you when you look at that, you've you always know had I have. You've you know always I have. believed in this guy. You've always believed in him. So fucking negative. Look, he's entitled to his opinion. All right, and we just gotta hope Nilakina makes him meet his words this year. That's all. Yeah. Well, let's see what Mills says. The guy came in bigger, <laughs> stronger, more confident. He's 19 years old, man. The kid is 19, and what what you look for in players in this league is what can you hang your hat on. This kid feels like he can guard anybody in this league. And that's something special. And that's something that you can't teach. Mm. And this kid is 19, came from France, very limited exposure here, but he believes that. You happy with that answer, Stephen A? Mm. (laughs) 
That's gonna do it for the show today, Barry. All right. Knicks fans. Yep. A crazy week to continue with, man. Gotta get Barry out of this bathroom. He's been locked in there for like an hour and a half now, so. We couldn't get to any of the phone calls. We couldn't get to the phone calls. You know why, Barry? Why? I don't think people call us, really. We've had like one or two calls. What the hell's going on? I don't think people like talking on the phone anymore. I don't know what is going on. But let's say for some reason somebody wants to call us at some point. Yeah, maybe you're traveling for the holidays. You're sitting in traffic. Maybe you're on your way to work, sitting in traffic. Just dial the phone. 516-33-MESH-1. I mean, you can call us at like 4 in the morning, right, Barry? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Craig's not going to answer the phone. No, it just goes straight to voicemail. You don't have to be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, it could be about anything. You need advice. You need life advice. Call us. Right. You're just lonely. Like Tommy from Chicago. Call us. Actually, Tommy, don't call us. You're scaring me on Twitter. So angry. So angry. He really gets on me on Twitter, Barry. Oh, yeah, and Craig and I discussed it before the show. We were going to do, like, this little thing on the whole Dolan thing and about the possible selling of the Knicks, and we said, you know what? Right. Tommy wanted us to touch on that. So we're not going to do it. We're going to leave it out. I'm not talking about how Dolan might be setting up to one day sell the Knicks and the Rangers. I mean, such a waste of time. And honestly, I don't even think Dolan is a huge has a huge impact on the Knicks right now. No, it seems like he's letting... Mills and Perry do what they want to do. I mean, I, I kind of like where they're at. Honestly, right now. I'd be kind of freaking out if we sold the team because who knows if the next owner will allow that. That's a great point. But there you go, Tommy from Chicago. You got your little bit about Dolan, so you can stop harassing me on Twitter. Always he's telling me that I don't live the hard Nick's life. <laughs> I fucking live it, Tommy. All right. Where was I? <laughs> Just fucking start this music up again. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's the show. <laughs> Where were we? Have a happy 4th of July. Oh, yes. Have a happy 4th of July if you haven't had it already. Summer League starts on Saturday against Atlanta. Barry doesn't like Summer League, but I love it. I, I didn't say I don't like Summer League, Craig. I just said don't put too much stake in the results. But it is a great opportunity to see the new guys and let them get some experience playing together in some games. We might have a special guest next Sunday, so stay tuned. Let's just say, well, you know what? I shouldn't give it away because it might not happen. All right, right, guys, enjoy the start of Summer League. It's in Vegas this year, so we don't have to deal with those shitty camera angles from Orlando, which basically ruins the entire Summer League. Last year's entire Summer League sucked because of that broadcast angle in Orlando. Do you remember that, Barry? No. No. Did you not watch Summer League last year? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Great. Anyway, you all know what I'm talking about. We're back in Vegas. We can actually see what's going on on the court. So enjoy that. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Barry, you want to say anything? No? All right. No. Next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.